Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. G'day, mate. <laughs> G'day, mate. Welcome to the uh, Dream Factory podcast, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. I never say podcast twice in that bit normally. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many of your ideas as we like, but only one can be taken through to the next stage, where each word of its screenplay will be hung from a cork on the world's biggest and most respectful Australian hat. I'm Joel, a man who puts the cack in Kakadu National Park, and across from me is John Harris, a man who has released this episode, despite the fact that I've almost definitely been killed by a snake two days into my Australian adventure. Hi, John. <laughs> Hello, mate. It's what you would have wanted. I think so. I think so. I think I'd like these to be the last words ever broadcast of mine. Um, we're recording this in advance because I am currently in Australia and we're getting them in the back pocket in case I'm out in the bush with no signal. <laughs> and there's spiders, scary spiders. There's no Wi-Fi, but there's lots of spiders. So we're recording this in advance. So who knows, John? I don't know where I am right now in the country, what I've seen. So exciting. Things I've learned. The- How many big things have you seen? You know, they've got like the, by the roadside, they've got like the big shrimp and the big. Oh, I'm hoping to see is. as many big things as I can. Yeah, there's big prawn, big banana, big. There's a lot of animal based big guys. Probably a and, koala, let's know, be sure. Just, just various bits and pieces. John, I might be cuddling a koala right now. Be careful. They've got, they've got a UTI, haven't they? Famously. Yeah, but I said cuddling. <laughs> yeah, they all, they carry chlamydia. That's what I call it. Sure. Cuddling. <laughs> I've got, a child. I've got a child now. I have to. Call, I have to use code words. Oh, you have to use code words. Yeah. So yeah, I'm cuddling a koala right now in the most innocent sense, and I'm having a, and I'm eating a big shrimp on the barbie, and I'm having a nice time. Oh, that's so lovely. I just didn't want you to have to trek to Australia with recording gear and then find time when uh, you know you might get stopped. They might think you've got something more nefarious on you if you bring your whole recording rig. Well, speaking of that, I'm going to see a mutual friend of ours who has lived in Australia for a couple of years and he has one request of what I bring him to Australia and it is as much of Levi Root's reggae reggae sauce as I can carry. And Australia has such strict rules about what you can and can't bring in. I, I don't think I'm going to take any, John. Oh, wanna... no. Also, I've got, I've got to travel for nearly 30 hours with a mm. case full of reggae reggae sauce. It just feels wrong. It feels so weird. Doesn't I just, it? I don't know. Like pe- 
people are like, oh yeah, baked be- like British staples that they like when they're somewhere else, like baked beans or like digestive tea. biscuits. They always miss the tea. Yeah, tea. No, not this guy. I, it's the only, I think it's the only thing he misses about British life is <laughs> reggae, reggae sauce. It's the only, re- only sort of tinge of homesickness. The only thing that would ever bring him back from Australia is the promise of reggae, reggae sauce. <laughs> He's Do you remember watching a that. few years ago, they discontinued, you know, Patron, the tequila? They yes. used to make a coffee version and they okay. discontinued it. They discontinued it and it started going up on eBay for huge amounts. I'd love to see what would happen to him if they could discontinue reggae, reggae sauce. <laughs> it would be phenomenal. Sometimes, Just- sometimes on a sad night in Australia, he'll crack open YouTube and find um, the, the Dragon's Den episode where he... Levi walks into the room with his guitar. <laughs> I can still remember that song. I mean, fair play to the guy. I can remember that song vividly. It's an absolute key moment in British culture. Anyway... We're here to pitch film ideas, not businesses for condiments. How about this one from Nathan? Mary Curry. I don't know, man. Your ideas are better than mine, but maybe a biopic about a famous female scientist that discovers curry. I like it. She discovered radium and polonium and was big in the world of cancer treatment. So could it be that like she discovers the health benefits of curry, like spices, like turmeric? Well, I've always assumed there's probably some sort of radium going on in the microwave. So I was thinking more sort of a ready meal kind of vibe. Oh, that's true. We could do that. She, she's bringing in a packed lunch and it's getting absolutely blasted with radium. And everyone in the lab's like, whoa, don't eat that. It's been blasted with radium. But John, it's piping hot. It's delicious. It's a lovely warm lunch. She's invented the microwave. Well, that, there you go. That, that's sort of similar to the truth on it, right? Is that the microwave was invented because they were testing something else and one of the scientists realised that the chocolate bar in his pocket had melted. Is that true? I that feels like an uh, old wives' tale, but I'm fairly confident that's that's what happened. John, when I was about eight years old, I went to get a haircut. Right. Relevant. This is a very vivid. This is a very. Well, you're about to eat like a lovely, delicious, ready meal. You're about to eat your words. <laughs> Thank you very much. And I've got it's a really vivid memory um, of a little barber shop that was just down there near Gillingham Library, and. I was sat getting my hair cut and there was a bloke in the chair next to me getting his hair cut and he was chatting about his work and he said, I'm working in this factory at the moment where they're producing the next thing after the microwave. He said, <laughs> it's amazing. You should see it. It cooks your dinner in five seconds. I, that technology's never come out. What happened at that factory? What no, happened no. in that factory, John? It was a technology... <laughs> Somewhere in Kent that was too powerful. The government probably had to shut it down. <laughs> That's genuinely- Big microwave. The guys at Big Kenwood were like, we can't let this get out. We'll never sell another microwave. We'll let That's them have the air fryer, sure. It's genuinely the beginning of a disaster film or a superhero movie or a horror film. There's something It is there. a superhero film. Well, that's what... Because then that... Back to the Future 2, when he goes to the future, has that, right? They, like, put a pizza in this thing that cooks it in three seconds. Mm. And that's, that's what I've always imagined... I just absolutely, I don't know whether they were like pulling this guy's leg or if he saw some sort of forbidden future tech and was just like no. telling everyone on Gillingham High Street who would listen. So yeah, maybe that's what Mary Curie invented. Okay. The super microwave. The mega, the mega microwave. Oh, I'm not would sure you trust was... it in your Would you trust it in your kitchen? What if you had something cook- in your kitchen that could cook anything in like three seconds. I don't know, because it sounds nuts, but then I'm sure if you told someone a hundred years ago, like, oh, this all, this cooks your meal in two minutes, they would be like... Don't put that near me. They'd burn you at a stake, probably. Yeah, well, exactly. Which would be a lot quicker in this microwave. <laughs> what about this one from Beck? Gladiator. 
Glad I ate her. Glad I ate her. I wonder. No little, no little, no little. I was waiting for the little line synopsis. Then I guess you no, don't need one with Glad I ate her. Bex, keeping it simple, we have to come up with the synopsis. Um, it's a, so it's like a cannibal that eats bad people. Yes, but very specifically, one woman. Because <laughs> I don't want it to be a cannibal that just eats bad women. That feel, there's something, even though they're bad, there's something that feels wrong about that. Glad Could it be, I ate her. I think glad I ate her is that. It, what, what about you're in a, a plane? The plane goes down. Mm-hmm. The crash causes everyone else to die apart from you and one other person. You're on a desert yes. island. For sustenance, things get desperate and you eat the other person. And then you get saved. You come back to your country and mm-hmm. they go, the person you ate, it turns out they were like a serial killer. And then you <laughs> say, I'm glad I ate her. I'm glad I ate her. But then you start displaying some of the oh, no. personality of a serial killer. <laughs> and someone has to eat you. <laughs> Um, if you ate someone, you know yes. that when you have these disasters and like you hear about people that survive in the jungle for a week or two weeks or whatever, and they have to do awful things. Would you tell people about it? If you ate someone, would you tell people about it? Oh, me and you uh, are on yeah. a plane. We're about to go and we finally got the big call up from one of those big American podcast companies. Yes. And they fly us the over. Contract. They fly us over to Los Angeles. We're going to sign the big contract somewhere over the wilds of... Idaho. Mm. Yep. We crash land. Everyone dies instantly apart from me and you because we're in the plush podcast booth. We, we're in a recording <laughs> booth at the front of the plane that's not only soundproof, it's crash proof. It's not how they don't just make the whole plane crash proof, but hey, hey, it's like the super, it's like the super microwave technology. They can't let too many people know about it. It would upset the very fabric of society. If we could all survive plane crashes and cook our dinners in two seconds, John, <laughs> what, what, where do we have left to go? <laughs> We crash over the wilds of Idaho. We both survive. But I something's happened to me. My leg's fallen off. I'm going to bleed out. You've got a chance to survive. <laughs> fallen off if makes you... it sound unrelated. Like <laughs> I'm pulling you out of the plane and you're running and it just sort of goes. My leg, my leg fell off on the way to the flight. But I was so desperate to sign this contract. <laughs> I've kind of been putting up with it. And the good thing about being in the recording booth is that I can scream in pain and no one else on the flight can hear it at any point. <laughs> anyway, no. So I, I've I've just I've sustained a fatal injury in the crash. I say, John, it's okay. You can eat me to survive, and you eat me. I mean, you eat me head to toe, which is a shame. Like there's nothing, there's nothing left of me for a funeral. And then you make it, you make it to Los Angeles, and they say, oh my god, it's so tragic. Everyone died on impact, apart from you. Would you say, well, actually, I ate Joel. But then again, <laughs> it would make a pretty good fucking podcast. That that maybe would be your fortune. Hmm. Would you tell people, John? Would you tell people that you ate me? I'm glad that you pointed out that I'd eat you head to toe rather than toe to head because I wouldn't want to hear you moaning and oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're eating, oh, you're cooking, eating cooking me like that. that. <laughs> Would you tell anyone? I don't know, Joel. Would you tell anyone if we reverse the entire scenario? <laughs> Absolutely, everyone. I'd review every single like. body part. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh dear. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How about this one from Tony, the other guys. Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg are cops who are cows. What? So, oh, because they're cows, yeah. They're cows, yeah. Much like in last week's episode where we thought landlords would be better as vampires. Obviously, there's a different animal that people associate with the police. Well, you know what they say, a cab, all cops are bovine. And uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> cops as cows. I, I kind of like it, I think. Is it like a Is police it a force on a farm? Thing? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Zootopia. I thought just on a farm, there was some police. Police force on a farm. Yeah, nice. So the foxes keep getting in and eating the chickens. And the farmer has a brainwave. He's like, these two cows seem pretty switched on. I'm going to give them the extensive powers of the state. They can run surveillance. They can question suspects. Yeah, why not? Uh, so in my head, I was like, I'm going to put, if they're, if they're American police cows, I'm putting mm-hmm. aviators on them. And then I thought of a cow oh, yeah. with aviators. And then I'm thinking there's definitely a film where, is it, are they, are they motorcyclists? Are they cow motorcyclists? Are you, saying a f- a belt? are you saying there's definitely a film where a cow wears aviators? Yeah. Are you saying it won the Oscar for Best Picture in 2009? Is that what you're I saying, so. John? Are you saying your favourite film is one about a cow that wears sunglasses? Uh, if you search cow aviators, you can get aviators with a cow print. So this isn't, this is you can get cows that are, are flying commercial airlines. Cow, cow wearing sunglasses movie. Motorcycle. <laughs> what are we... On IMDb... <laughs> There's a a film from 2014 called Cows Wearing Glasses. <laughs> That's it what I'm thinking about. Film. <laughs> it appears to be a foreign film about an artist. Um, I think you've maybe invented this, John. Yeah, I mean, so far nothing's coming up. Yeah, all um, the evidence suggests there is not a film about a cow on a motorbike wearing glasses. What are you Googling? Stop. What are you Googling? <laughs> Oh, no, there is. It's called Barnyard. And the poster is a bunch of animals from the the farm, first of which is a cow on motorcycles. <laughs> oh, I remember this film. I Wow. No no aviators, Barnyard. though, I'm afraid. Just 
just a just a cow on on a Harley Davidson. Well, we're not ruling out the fact that at some point in the film, the main cow, obviously voiced by Kevin James, it's the year two thousand and six. This was released. Um, God, it, I think even in two thousand and six standard, this looks pretty poor. It animation. looks so bad. It looks so bad. Oh, so wow. yeah. Um, the other guys is a spinoff uh, to Barnyard. It's Great. The same universe. Would well, you they've like been calling for it, me? haven't they? Since it's released in August two thousand and six, they've been calling for a spinoff. <laughs> Movie of Barnyard. Where's Barnyard Two? A mere twenty years later, we, we finally get this, Barnyard it's, Two. It's the Phantom Menace of the Barnyard uh, universe. <laughs> right. What about this one from Andy? Blazing Paddles. The Wild West's first black canoeist wins over the racist town folks with his wits, charm, and canoeing skills. I have to say, I think Blazing Paddles sounds like an amazing title for a ping pong or table tennis movie. Yeah, it does. A hundred. You're so right. That would be fantastic. Table tennis. There was a table tennis film. It's probably called Blazing Paddles, right? Yeah, it was one of the Will More Ferrell Googling. comedies. It was one of the Will Ferrell comedies. Table tennis. Does he wear aviators in the poster? <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Is it Will Ferrell? Table tennis movie. It's, I think it's called oh, like Hot Balls. Balls of, balls of Fury. <laughs> it's, not hot, balls. it's not called Hot Balls. <laughs> I was thinking, Fury. I was thinking. I think I was thinking of the film Hot Rod. I think it was a similar title. <laughs> Obviously, not a film called Hot Balls. Can someone please uh, get the Balls of Fury poster and just change the title <laughs> so it says Hot Balls? <laughs> That's what you're going to find out. That's what it was called in, like, it's released in China or something. It's it's, it's very odd. It's got. It's got Christopher Walken on the cover with some very cultural appropriation. <laughs> oh my god! Clothing. Yeah. Oh my god. Who then, saw Balls of Fury? And then a bunch of other people don't really recognise. They all look like people that might have been in Hot Tub Time Machine. A hundred percent. There we go. Five, 21% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, uh, John, can we watch it? Yeah, it's so, going to be for our spin-off podcast, Hot Balls. Oh, fuck's sake. We, <laughs> we only hot, watch... Hot balls of food, maybe like <laughs> falafel or a donut, and we watch Popcorn movies. Chicken. And we watch movies about sports. Okay. It's pretty balls. good. Sport movies, hot balls. So Perfect. I can't I cannot remember the order of our side projects at the moment anymore, but I know there's Pie Guys where we watch the Each American Pie film and eat a pie. Yeah. We've now got Hot Balls where we eat hot balls of food while watching sports movies. What was the other one? We had another really good one recently. Mr. Brown's Boys, where we Mr. read Brown's the damn Boys. Brown's <laughs> They are all I hate to say it, they're all better than this podcast. <laughs> In your line of work, John, in your actual job, if so, if a, com- a British comedian who hadn't done a podcast before came to you and said, I've got three film, three podcast ideas, and they pitched you all three of those, you'd say, fucking hell, this person is a genius. <laughs> They're going to be a, billi- a podcast billionaire. I feel like it's quite on brand for you, Joel, that the first two ideas insist that we eat food as part of the podcast. You, you got no idea what we're doing the whole way through, Mr. Brown's boys. <laughs> It's brown we're brown dish every every week. <laughs> yep. Uh, I legitimately think they're all brilliant ideas. Look, yeah, we're sure. We all. struggle. We struggle. We struggle to find time to record Dream Factory every week, but we will record all three of these side projects. <laughs> I, you have my word. We will read page by page every single book released by Dan Brown. Oh dear. Right. It's good would stuff, like man. O- would you like another one from me? Yes. This one is from Oscar, the Boogeyman. Dance till you die. Good. There's a there's a boogeyman film coming out. Yes. It looks too scary. You and I will never see it. But what if unless what if it's this... part of our fourth side project? <laughs> no. Freddy Cats. 
where we eat a different cat and <laughs> watch a scary movie. Yeah, I think this is quite. I think this could be quite scary, like a terrifying sort of disco stew character that if you get into its clutches, you just dance until you die. It's like it's like Smile. Yes. Except you're doing Night Fever, Night Fever dance moves. Yeah. It's really good. And yeah, you dance yourself to death. I think, Oscar, I think you just dance good. sort of generally good. And what happens is, because dancing is so infectious, right? If you walked into your, if you walked sure. home and your lovely partner was doing like, you know the one where you wave your arms like that? I know. Left to right, left to right. And then you can join hands and you yeah, can Wiggly worms of like, your wave, arms. Wiggly worms of your arms. If she put her arm out and wanted you to do the wiggly worm, you'd obviously do it, wouldn't you? For sure. But then she wiggly worms the thing straight into you. And now yeah. you're going to dance yourself to death. It's a good what idea. Is, what is like the sort of the, the, the good guys who are trying to stop the boogeyman? Where is he heading? Is he heading to like a Harry Styles stadium concert? And if he gets yes. there, that's the, then we've got 70,000 boogeymen coming out. And it's game over. But how do you stop the boogie? I don't know. What is the like, yeah, what is the least dancey sort of thing? You sort of play classical music. You can't dance the classical yeah, music. Yeah, nice. You can't dance classical music. You'd be insane to. I'm into it. One of the one of the best ideas we've had in a while. Hey, how about this one from me? Kevin and Perry go small. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's been a long time, I think, since we had one of those films where they shrink people. Oh, okay. They don't shrink people anymore, do they? Honey, I shrunk the kids. An educational VHS I had where they shrunk people down to go and look around the human body. You know, these were the big films of the time. I would say... That you know, like when Disney Plus came along and they started doing straight to Disney Plus remakes of like The Fox and the Hound, not Fox and mm-hmm. the Hound, Lady and the Tramp, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I'm astounded that they didn't try and do another Shrunk the as yeah. on Disney Plus. That feels like like they did the Home Alone, like these sort of they're like not their A list B their Disney sort of properties, but their B list stuff. And I'm astounded there hasn't been a, a Shrunk the sort of project. You're so right, and also. Yeah, because it feels like it wouldn't be too CGI demanding, but the technology's definitely come along enough that it would be quite good, I think. So yeah, there you go. Kevin and Perry go small, coming to Disney Plus pretty soon. John, give me your what idea. What about come this on. one from me? Hemorrhoid City. Indie darling Wes Anderson takes us on a journey through the anal cavity. You know who's coming along for the ride? Tiny Kevin and Perry. <laughs> but it's so beautifully shot. The hemorrhoid is always dead center of the frame. Oh, it looks incredible. It look hemorrhoid. The critics are saying hemorrhoids have never looked so good. <laughs> the um, who's voice? Who's voicing the hemorrhoids? Jeff Goldblum, presumably. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think Jeff Goldblum. He's got a hemorrhoid energy. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jeff. Yeah. That was un. That was unfair. That was not called for. I, I don't know if that is libel. Feels like it might be slander. Exciting. Yeah. Would hopefully, Jeff. Feel free to sue us. Please, Jeff. We really need it. Good stuff, John. If you had to pick a winner from the ones we just heard, it's the it's the dancey guy, right? Boogeyman. It's the boogeyman. It's the boogeyman. And John, we need to get up pretty quick because there is somebody moonwalking their way over to me right now. Well done, John. I thought you did really well. Oh, thank you, Joel. Well done you, mate. I thought you did very well too. Where, Thanks, like, man. So do you have any idea like what city you'll be in at this moment in time on what day are we what day are we technically right now? It's Wednesday. I actually hey. don't know where I am. I Ooh. know that I'm between Sydney and Brisbane, somewhere along that coast. 
There we go. Well, no, so none of our listeners can find you. That's good. They can't find me. Good luck tracking me down. John, have you got any pop culture recommendations? I watched uh, all of Black Mirror yesterday. So. Or the day before. Me and my partner started Black Mirror. We got two and a half episodes in and she turned to me and she said, I don't like this. Not in a sort <laughs> of, not in a like it's bad. She was just like, it's too creepy. And I think there's, yep. I, I believe from what I've heard, the second and third episode in particular are very uh, are quite harrowing. Well, I mean, I watched the second episode and it's pretty harrowing. And the yeah. sec- the third one I've heard is also harrowing. So yeah, so I'm stuck. I'm stuck like ten minutes into the third one. But if the first two episodes are anything to go by, it's like proper on form stuff. Like it's some of it's the best. Really, stuff I think done. it's really good. It's it's like some of the, yeah some of the best Black Mirror for ages and ages and ages. And I was a little bit tentative about it because it's been hit and miss. I think for a little while, and I feel like it was maybe. I don't know. I was seeing stuff that was maybe saying it wasn't great beforehand. I don't know. But I really, mm. really enjoyed all of it. I thought it was really great. I, my only criticism of Black Mirror, and this might be more of a criticism of me, is that I spend every episode going, well, what's the thing? What's yes. the thing going to be? What's the big thing? Who's going to be the guy? What's going to be the thing? It's not even like, oftentimes, it's not even like guess the twist, is it? You're just sort of thinking, what's the message? What's the idea? What's what's the... oh. Oh, what's the big idea of this episode is what I feel like I'm trying to guess the whole time. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I cannot not do that. I don't know if you're the same. It's um, In those first two episodes, you're like, well, what? But what's really going on is what I'm doing the entire time. Inside number nine has a very similar issue where every episode you're like, so when's the twist and what, what is it? What's 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 the big twist yeah. that's coming here, Steve and Reese? Yeah. But, you know, that first episode is brilliant it's so meta yeah. it's ridiculous yeah, like, yeah, i yeah. cannot believe yeah. the layers upon layers of meta-ness just someone was saying that like i really like it takes a lot it takes a lot of swings at netflix which is really interesting but then people mm-hmm. are like oh well they approved it so therefore it, it doesn't count as taking a swing at a platform if you're on that platform but i'm like i think it still counts i think so i, I think interestingly like both the first two episodes are really quite critical of net a lot of netflix the stuff that netflix does right like you've got 100 percent the second one's just all about true crime and like glamorizing true crime and how true crime's the thing. You know, that's, it's, yeah, really interesting. That's where, Maybe um, sh- I think that's where some of the criticism has come is like, it's not really Black Mirror anymore. It's just sort of Charlie Brooker telling like a really cool story every, so like, there's no, there's some but technology, isn't that what the, isn't, but, but wasn't some of the first series was like that. Well, that's it. Exactly. Right? Spoiler for the first one. The first episode is sort of just about the prime minister shagging a pig. There's not, yeah, yeah, okay, it's about social media and stuff, but it's not it's not like a oh, here's here's some crazy technology that's going to ruin our lives yeah. in the future. It's not always been about technology ruining your life. You know, like the the white bear one where she wakes up it's like a prison sentence. Mm, that's that's not really about technology. You know, there is technology in it in the fact that we exist in a time where there's smartphones and the ability to like live stream stuff, but it isn't always about the future of tech, I don't think. I just think it's a bit it's like sci-fi a lot of the time, right? So that's kind of going to play into For it. For sure. Uh, yeah. And then also, I still have like 20 minutes left to go on it, but Extraction 2, I watched. So that's okay. Chris Hemsworth sort of yep. getting people out of places via the medium of guns. His biceps or? It's less you know, bicepy and more gunny. It's mu- much more mm-hmm. gunny. It's less punchy, more gunny. Yeah, if, if the idea of a Chris Hemsworth stupid action film doesn't appeal to you, then this film isn't going to appeal to you. But if it does... Yep. It does exactly what it says on the tin, and there are some pretty gnarly deaths and some f- fun okay. sequences uh, in terms of yeah, how how he disposes of the the hundreds of sort of henchmen that he sort of 
deals with over the course of the film. And I believe between the action sequences, there is a plot. If you sort of, I think, I, cu- I couldn't tell, but I believe there is some plotting going on between okay. the action sequences. You didn't, you didn't manage to spot it? No, but, okay. you know, I'm not sort of an educated film viewer like you might be. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Okay, well, that was good, John. Uh, should we do it again next week? Let's do it. Great. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.